0: Hello and again, welcome to BitDepth.
1: I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Hey, Xander Curran, stage name Xander Artist. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, awesome. (laughs) I'm doing awesome. That's great, man. I'm doing (laughs) good. Can't complain. Thank you so much for being here uh, on the recommendation of Jarvix. Uh, Big ups to Jarvix out there, man. I appreciate you, dude. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, So to start, as always, who are you? What do you do? Uh Xan, uh, the artist, uh, as I said before, I am a uh, alternative musician based out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. What is alternative nowadays?
1: <laughs> I me, mean, So I guess everybody, you know, has their own definition. For me, alternative is experimental. Um, That definitely I have sounds that are familiar. You know, I do, you know, we, a lot of us have similar experiences, but, you know, experimental to the point where. I don't like to limit myself to one genre of music. Mm. You know, I don't like to say that I'm a pop artist or I'm a rapper or anything, because I feel like mentally that can put you in a a Mm. box where you can't really expand and see what else you can come up with. What fourth, fifth, sixth idea, you know, as opposed to the first one that pops up. So um, alternative, I think, you know, just going against the grain, you know, Mm. definitely different, but at the same time needed because people are bored. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and
0: also it's a really good thing that, you know, the artist is you know it's not exclusive to it's universal yeah exactly. exactly exactly so and and
1: even it's not exclusive to music so in what ways are you an artist i'm actually a uh Kung Fu practitioner. I have a brown sash in Kung Fu and I have two black belts under it. So I don't, I mean, we're both a little bit nerdy over here. Avatar, the last airbender, uh, he oh, does yeah. Bagua Jean. Uh, one of my black belts is in Bagua. So I've been doing that for about seven going on eight years now. Um, and then Yi Chuan um, is the uh, purest form of boxing. So uh, Bagua teaches you footwork. Yi teaches you actually how to fight. And then Tai Chi mm-hmm. um, is the last one I'm learning right now to finish up where I get my black sash in Kung Fu, which equates to three black belts. Um, And Tai Chi teaches you about softness and you know absorbing you know you know going with something exactly absorbing going with the flow and then returning you know equal or greater force back to your opponent so um, yeah uh, artist in that aspect Um, love to paint love you know definitely creative type Um, you know even within music you know I I'm not going to say I'm like a a guitar player pianist you know um, but I am proficient in both guitar and piano I can set up play chords I can play I produce my own beats um, all that you know composer you know arrangement is probably my forte in all my musical abilities um on top of that songwriter you know uh so an artist really is encompassing of anything that forces you to test the boundaries of your mind you know for sure how did you first get started in music i've been um in music my whole life so uh i would say Five, six years old, you know, at school choir and things like that. And, you know, growing up religious um, parents, you know, church singing and things like that. And it translated over. Um, I played viola a little bit, didn't really stick with it as a kid, um, but I was gravitating, you know, more towards the singing side of it. Um, so, you know, as I, you know, got older, I was always in choir, always, you know, doing things. And when I got to high school is really where it blossomed for me, where, you know, I was considered, you know, 2004 to 2008, considered the best second alto in the state of North Carolina you know different mm-hmm. school districts wanted me to come out um, and have my parents transfer me so I can sing for them you know uh competitions won a lot of first place medals ensembles did show choirs and musicals you know always on the stage so um I've always done that um in that aspect uh for sure so it's always kind of been with me um yeah. and then I would say about three and a half years um going on uh is when I'm like okay I want to make my own music mm-hmm. and that's when I like came a music artist I guess a artists at that point you know yeah, yeah. yeah uh so i mean
0: this this is something because i grew up doing all those things as well you Absolutely. know doing uh musicals yeah, and show choir sure, and sure, i sure. was also in band well, and yeah. so like yeah all those things and once you get into doing like contemporary music as opposed to like that sort of rigid classical mm-hmm. style uh so i guess once you got into contemporary music how did you balance the two it's honestly
1: still a struggle to this day because like you know we learn how to sing technically well like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do this and you know x y z so you know but the contemporary side comes with like, I guess, the soul of the music. Mm -hmm. So actually bringing like, okay, now I have my own swagger. So it's really hard finding that balance of when am I supposed to go, you know, very technical and when am I supposed to, you know, kind of freestyle what I'm doing. So I think you kind of understand it's always going to be a struggle where I'm going too much of one way, trying too hard to compensate one way or another. Um, So, I I mean, I still honestly, that's still a thing, but it's definitely coming just to the more music you put out, you start to find what works for you. You know, you've gone through, you know, thousands of hours you know invest thousands of hours in music and you take you know maybe 10 minutes here 10 minutes there 10 minutes there and you piece something together that you're happy with so i think you know through repetition everything in life through repetition you just start to find your own flow where you don't really know where that you know tipping point came but it just kind of just becomes one for you Mm -hmm. yeah what was your first song that you wrote <laughs> it was called AO and it's actually not even under Zan the artist it's uh under 405 was my first original name but it was just too hard for people to figure out because I did you know Oklahoma zip codes 405 but it was xero and I was trying to be too clever and people just really couldn't pronounce it but it, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like you know we're just gonna toss that out but it was called AO and it is uh it's it's something for sure <laughs> but I think that honestly was a humbling moment for me too I mean it's there I definitely I'll show it to you like I'm like I'm not ashamed of anything I've known because I've grown so much since it mm-hmm. but it was one of those where you know I think every time like you start to become a recording artist you're like you know what? my music's the shit I'm about to drop this one song is about to blow up we're going to billboard we're doing all this first song drop it and like I go back and listen to it. Now I'm just like, bruh, like, <laughs> um, but it was just, you know, very basic. I hadn't got into songwriting at that point, you know, Wardell Wilson, um, definitely somebody I think you should link with, uh, where I think you would, you know, enjoy him very well. We're very similar in our inspirations, but, uh, he, uh, he kind of taught me from, you know, the mixing side, the songwriting side, everything where I don't just have to sit here and rhyme, you know, hop, pop, stop, you know, just not basic rhyming schemes, which I really really did in that song because you know I just like cool this is you know what I need to do and from there it humbled me to the point I'm like this is not what I hear in my head you know it's not the sound I know what I'm trying to make and I did not achieve it with this song so that was a crossroads for me when it was like do I is I think it was that point I was like this is a career. It's not a hobby anymore. Yeah. So you definitely have to have that first crossroad where am I gonna sit because I realize I'm gonna have to put in time, hours, hours, hours. It's gonna, it's not gonna be overnight. No, nothing happens overnight. No one blows everyone blows up overnight in five years, right? right. Um, so it's it definitely um it humbled me, but at that time it also made me realize that I need to calm down on the arrogance, <laughs> I need to humble myself, and I need to learn from those that definitely know more than I do and what I'm trying to achieve for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. What were your biggest influences as you were starting out? And then what are your biggest influences now?
1: So starting out, I would say, honestly, um, and some of my older stuff is more on the hip hop side. You know, I've definitely, my music, my sound is translated over the last year and a half. Like you can definitely hear like where my music starting to go. Definitely one way, um, as opposed to what I first started out with. Um, even Twisted Snare, my first song uh, released under Xander, the artist. Um, but it was, uh, I would say I was more influenced. I was like, okay, I need to be like, since, you know, um, you know, I'm black and you blah, blah, blah. I need to, you know, be more inspired by rappers. So I need to, you know, sound like Kanye. And I do take inspiration. I love them. Their wordplay, Kanye, Jay-Z, um, Common, you know, there's just so many people that I, I appreciate their wordplay, but. I was trying to mimic them um but at the same time i'm like this is not the sound that i want to make you know so fast forward a few years later definitely more like everything everything i've honestly been listening to everything everything for the last couple of years and they're the, they're, I would say even Block Party, I love them. You know, it's always a, I say Block Party as a fan of music is my favorite band. Everything, everything as a musical artist is my favorite band. It's hard for me to like, they're both my favorites for different, you know, reasons. Um, but I would say just because every track that they do is, it's conceptual to their sound, but it's so different. That's one thing you can listen through every single song, everything, everything has their whole catalog, which I do all the time, and you won't find one song that sounds like another, but their sound is I still know who's singing it, you know. Yeah. Um, so they make such a universal sound where, you know, the get to Heaven album came out what over ten years ago, I think, and it can sound like it, it put it in puddle in time. It sounds like it could have been released this year, mm. you know. And I think that you know that album, honestly, every musician, would inspire to make an album like that there is not one. there are classics on that specific album and there is not one bad song there's not one like song like oh this makes me cringe like there's some are better and some are the you know my favorites that i will play more often but there's not one song that i will skip of theirs um so they're definitely my inspiration right now because they have that element that i'm definitely searching for
0: yeah yeah (laughs) um so then what was your transformation from going uh 405 to Xan and what uh inspired you, what pushed you to sort of reshape yourself as an artist in that way?
1: Um gosh. I can't say when an exact moment is I think when under 405 and I actually pulled the third song that I released because I'm like I, I released it and I'm like this is not what i expected my music to sound like you know and i actually stepped away from even recording for probably six months or so Mm -hmm. to really step back and assess of like and my buddy again you know Wardell wilson he's been a true inspiration so you know i'm definitely gonna name drop him but you know he has really made me realize that i can honestly do whatever i want like if you like he's like you clearly keep going back to this rock sound this grunge sound this you know i place you more on that even if you know elements i'm gonna still have elements of hip-hop because You know, I was influenced by it, but I realized I'm like, I want to do things that are not comfortable for me. If I'm not uncomfortable, anytime I put a song out and uncomfortable is good, like pain is bad, but uncomfortable just pushes you to your next level. You know, there's a difference um i realized that i'm like i really need to start talking about my story no one wants to hear you know about cars and women and girls because you can pull up 10 million songs a day that talk about all those people are looking for something different and i want to hear something different so if i can't find it i need to create that sound so i really had to like get to know myself I guess in a sense like what am I trying to accomplish like what story am I telling you know um yeah I have my struggles and pains and sadnesses in life but you know there's definitely a fine balance of being arrogant and saying you know xyz listen to me and a balance of like my story might help somebody that I may never know you know this song um may help somebody so I'm like I want to make music that can be dropped in a you know time capsule and you can play it another day and it still works for that time frame where it's still relatable even 50 years down the line. So what I was doing was not that. Took a step back, started really working on my songwriting. I have notepads, but I probably have a hundred songs that I've forgotten that I've written. Um, just from making myself a better writer, just talking more about my feelings and getting more in touch with my, you know, my inner workings and what I want to, you know, be, you know, cool with feeling exposed. Cause yeah. I feel like every artist goes through that. Like anytime you drop a new song, it's like, Oh, here's a piece of my soul. You know, I, I feel exposed, but it's getting past that. Like, I don't have anything to be ashamed of. This is my story, you know? Yeah. So I think when I had that realization where it's not about money, it's not about anything other than just creating, doing something that I love. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, not, you know, I can change the world. You can't fix the world, but you can always change the world. Mm-hmm. And what legacy am I going to leave once I'm gone? You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh. So now that you are, uh, to quote one of your songs, living your best life, like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) yes, sir. uh, What are the things that you're proudest of in your music now? Um, accolade wise or like just like personally, yeah, wise. just what you like. Oh man, I love this specific synth sound. I
1: work really hard on it. It's like yeah, just whatever. Um, that <laughs> high, that ooh, in a Habsburg lip. I'm proud that I hit that for sure. That uh, that was a beast of a note to nail. Um, so absolutely proud because that showed me like I have more power in my vocals than I realized. Still finding that confidence in my singing voice for sure. Um, ambient white light. Honestly, songwriting to like vibe-wise, I feel, I wouldn't say, like, I think that's the best balance of a song that I've done personally. Like, um, everybody, you know, the Let Them Know, Euphoric, or uh, Habsburg Lip are really the songs that people tend, you know, my most popular songs, whatever. But I think artistically, Ambient light, Light, because I'm like, songwriting, it, like, you really, it, it it's so weird, because the first thing that comes before anything is the vibe of the sound that you're putting out words are like the last thing that you put out Mm -hmm. there so what i wanted to do was create like a a sunset vibe like just a chill vibe you know i remember driving up pacific coast highway um growing up and you know remember ocean water you know this is what i'm influenced by that calmness so i want a song that i can imagine myself just cruising as the sun setting and i'm like Words really don't matter. I want to create that vibe. I want to create that ambient vibe for sure. So like I said, I'm not talking about anything deep. I'm talking about pulling out my driveway and driving. Um, but, you know, I was able to make the feel of what I like a sunset. Like every time I hear it, I I, I feel a sunset and just the, the, the ambientness of it. Um, I'm very proud of that one. That was the first song that I mixed on myself. So how it all bounced out and, you know, I'm very proud of that single. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah and and there is a, a very different thing that you know whenever you're involved in every step of the process mm-hmm. you create every single sound exactly. or you choose every single sound you exactly. know uh that is way different than you know going to someone's like hey like
1: make me a beat mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly and that was a that was a hard thing for me is because you know i've spent like i'm telling you i, I i'm one of those hand of god honest i've put in thousands of hours of my music thousands and thousands of hours you know every what five thousand hours makes you an expert in something so um i've put in a lot of time even before i started recording so um it's definitely uh i'm sorry i got a got a little one down different little rabbit hole right Please. there um but it's one of those things that it really comes back to just what you put into it like the universe honestly gives you what you put into something you know and it always so like the work that you put in the hours that you put in you're going to get it back multiplied mm-hmm. and it's definitely um i probably you know completely detoured from that question but uh that's uh that's that's where the brain uh, definitely my thought process went to it but it's honestly like luck it, there's no such thing as luck is anybody 100% of musicians can make it it's mm-hmm. just 1% care enough to do it you know sure, yeah sure. for sure yeah. what uh well actually just going like Specifically technical, what dot do you use? Um, right now I use Soundtrap. Um, this is an online application. Uh, I'm building my system on everything right now. Whenever I go to Lester Mordell's uh, studio, we use Logic Pro and things like that. Um, I typically do my mixes at home and I have I send off my mastering right now to him to do that. But uh, no, I definitely want to build, you know, all Apple product. Um, and I definitely want to go ahead and start using the Logic program because that's what I learned on. He taught me on. Um, but I was able to translate that knowledge to something else where, you know, um, I'm able to work on the system, um, um, that i'm using right now and have you know it definitely don't have this dope setup yet but this is definitely the goal and then you know absolutely but um yeah i use Soundtrap. it's a pretty cool online interactive like i keep, i use everything that i need i can plug my mic i can plug my um <laughs> uh, my mini you know mpk pad in there and you know make my beats and everything like that so it definitely gives me everything that i need to work right now but definitely expansion is in the future
0: yeah uh and that's that's one of the coolest things is that like technology allows us to do Whatever we want. It doesn't matter. You don't have to like spend thousands of dollars to get like
1: a Pro Tools rig. You can freaking use whatever you can to absolutely just make what you have to and that's i think the hardest part as a musician is that when you first start googling it everyone's going to tell you that you need thousands and thousands of, i mean yeah eventually you will it's going to accumulate up to that much investing in yourself but you don't need that just to start out like it's either i'm going to pay someone to do it for me or i'm going to figure out the skill to do it myself mm-hmm. um so that exactly i pay what about a ten dollar right now subscription for what i need uh, monthly um and it gives me everything i need if i need loops if i need something in there but i have you know thousands of instruments at my disposal i can sit there different sense i can tweak any little thing i can sit there and mix in the process mm-hmm. a processor excuse me so yeah literally ten dollars a month and people can make their own beats you know yeah and and you don't have to throw down freaking <laughs> a car payment to exactly to make it. exactly make enough uh, music where the streams will come in. you can invest your money back into getting the system which is kind of my uh my logic right now with it i'm like i can create this ten dollars a month but you know streams over time you have enough of a library people are going to stream your music it's just you know it's just simple you know law of numbers right there uh the more music you have out the more streams you're gonna get you know
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um what is a sort of deep or nitty
0: gritty thing in your songs that you uh, are proud of or is like, you know, cutting edge or something that, yeah, it's probably no one's going to hear it, but you know it's there and you're really proud of it.
1: <laughs> That's a hard one. I would say one thing that I don't do consciously, but like I realized it the other day um, is that I tend to have parts of my songs, it doesn't matter how lyrical or whatever, I intentionally leave space for like, you'd be able to pick up this like a chant or like you know a mantra mm-hmm. within every song that I do there's some sort of a mantra you know yeah. where this can be the first time you hear it and by minute two you know like okay I know what's about to happen right here and I do that because everybody likes to feel included in something so if like I could be performing my song for the first time and it might be the first time you hear it and everybody else knows it mm-hmm. after a certain point you can catch on you know and it's gonna not only that it also sticks in people's heads you know it's those things that I've had a few songs that people tell me like this song has been stuck in my head like the last three days i'm like dope i did my job because it's just that little part you know that people can hold on to and go back and listen to the rest of the song so um that is one thing that i'm proud of that uh, i think i'm onto something right there <laughs> <laughs> uh why music why not anything else <laughs> because my uh my my primitive instincts didn't tell me to do anything else but music you know it's like i was called and i listened to what the universe was telling me to do You know? Um, and you always know you're in your correct path when things start to unfold for you. So, you know, it's going with my flow as opposed to against the flow. I'm not forcing anything. I'm just putting in the hours, just doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, you know, putting in, you know, sacrificing my time and putting investing into it. And the universe will put in front of you, you know, it it mirrors exactly what you deserve, you know. So um it's that that's absolutely how that how I believe it happens, you know. uh going into
0: like more broader philosophical questions about music uh
1: is there such a thing as bad music or good music for that matter i think there is such a thing as technically good like at a certain point it's personal opinion like you know the best out there that's always subjective like you're never gonna it's an opinion at the end of the day um bad music i say if you don't take time to mix balance master eq yes that is a bad song because you just threw some bullshit together and then threw it out there like you, you know, did something where you just wrapped on your cell phone over a track. You can do that. There's no shame to it, but you still need to go in and mix it and balance it as much as you can to give it a cleaner effect. So an aspect like bad as in lazy or half assed Yes. Um, there are songs that like if you, you know, technically your sound is good. Cool. Um, you can always improve. There's always room for improvement. But. Outside of that, I don't think there's ever such a thing as a bad song. I may not personally care for it, but I can always, you know, 99.9% of the time, I'll say I can find something good about a song that I like and I can give a positive critique about it, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Do you separate art from the artist? I like to. (laughs) that's what I'm saying I don't want to meet you know you know the guys of everything everything I don't necessarily want to meet Kanye I don't want to meet these guys because let me see you how I see you through you know uh, my music uh, your music excuse me um let me meet you I'm like oh my god you know this lyric meant so much to me blah 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 and you tell me like oh yeah I was drunk one night and wrote this like that's gonna lose the charm for me you know that's gonna kind of you know snuff it out so like I like to separate it you know Kanye's crazy antics no I don't he's a goofball sometimes um but I can't say that his music didn't inspire me I can't say that his rhyme schemes and. i can't say that his story didn't inspire me you know um but you know i have to separate who he is as a you know an artist and who he is as a clown um and they're two different people for sure (laughs) is there a need for genre at this point anymore no no (laughs) Everything's fluid in life. The universe is fluid. The universe is neither masculine nor feminine. And it is both masculine and feminine. So I think genres force you to stay in a box because say that you built a fan base. I'm like, I'm a rapper and I did all this. And I want to try to sync some RB one time, you know, your fan base, you know, you're lucky if you keep that fan base mm-hmm. or you're going to get different fan base, X, Y and Z. But like, oh, I want a rappers and like even, you know, the generational divide, like, you know, you you've heard your old heads that hate that, you know, on rock and rap side, hate that there's rock, rap and rap, uh, rap, rock now and all these different things, but not realizing like meshing of the genre is like survival of the fittest like you're keeping what works for everything and everything else that doesn't work is going to die off if it's good enough it's going to stand the test of time as darwinism isn't everything evolution isn't everything you have to evolve to keep the species alive so no there's no thing genres just force people to stay in a mental block and not let them like hey you know i like this really cool no but i don't know if people are going to like that so they're not doing it and fuck them like if they're not don't worry about the opinions of those that are not doing more in what you're doing for yourself. Like if they're not, even, don't even possess the skill, like literally it's an opinion from someone that's just talking out of turn because they don't know what they're talking about. Um, but you, I would take what you say to heart. I'm like, okay, I would listen to what you say. I would take your advice because you're serious about what you do. So no, there's, there's no need for genre. Let everything be fluid and let, let it come as it comes, you know? What's something about you that people don't normally know? Hmm, I don't know. People don't normally know. I'm a veteran. Um, I was in the army for four years. Um, I've never been one of those like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a vet, you know, I want my freedom. I don't whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm fifth generation military. Um, come from a a deep embedded Baptist military upbringing for sure. Um, so yeah, uh fifth generation military brat, my brother is currently serving in the Navy. Um, I have cousins, like my uncle just got out of the 30 years, my dad did 23, my grandfather did like 20 long lineage of veterans in my family so we definitely have a a strong strong uh, heritage in that for sure yeah uh i might dig into that deeper
0: but (laughs) (laughs) um what advice do you have for people that are wanting to do what you do
1: um don't do what i do do what you do you know but uh if you're like musician i honestly just say like don't chase something with the expectations of anything getting out of it. You know, the biggest thing is like, if you're doing it because you want to, you know, be a millionaire, you want doing this because you want, you know, some, you know, I guess uh, prize at the end, then you're not in it for the right reasons. And you're more than likely not going to make it like, let's just be straight up. Like there, it's not a, you know, it's the reason that 99% of people don't do it is because when they hit their first roadblock, they give up. When they get that first piece of adversity you know they give up quit oh it wasn't for me but how do you have you know an immortalizing story without adversity in your life like nobody who has said the test of time has had a charmed life you know so you like to be honest like if if your if your heart is telling you and everything and always and you always have a tune in your heart specifically musician then you know that's what you're supposed to do do you know that there is no such thing as overnight? do know that you know f social media like i do it because it i mean let me not say that f likes and the follows and views on social media do not always translate to how your streams are doing Mm -hmm. my streams like i'm like cool i'm you know kind of building my fan base x y and z i actually have a bigger fan base overseas ever since i've dropped Habsburg lip like germany you know united kingdom france belgium like they're like i'm really starting to get a fan base over there um, because of that song you know Habsburg from a british band and it's german um a german name so of course it's gonna do well but um it's one of those that if you're not doing but that came years later i've been doing this for years i mean it's like i've, I've invested the time I, like everything that's happening for me i've worked for it like nothing's like by chance i'm not shocked at anything that's starting to happen for me you still have that you know an awe effect that you know oh my god is actually happening for me but i'm like i know i've done the work so you know um but if you don't have that like you're willing to be up till 4 a.m i don't know how many sleepless nights i've gone making music staying up recording doing you know making beats writing songs you know just working on marketing promoting how to get my sound out you have to become a business um to actually be heard and be seen because first principles is for a musician or anybody is to be seen, be heard. Everything else that comes is just a bonus. But as long as I'm being seen, eyes are on me and I'm being heard. People are hearing my music. Everything else is going to fall in line, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: going into the deep questions that make bit depth. Bit depth, what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Um, It's everything Um, to me, honestly. Uh, spirituality, I mean... On an earthly term, I'm a Taoist. Um, and that just really means I kind of just see life for what it is. You know, the universe, the universe is the way, you know, the way. Dao uh, De Ching Um the way uh is what it pretty much translates to. And it's I don't know, it's following the I believe in all gods, but, you know, I believe in everybody because stay in your lane, staying in your dimension. I'm seeing something else in my dimension than you're seeing in yours. You know, we will never be able to see 100 percent eye to eye on everything because I'm just going to see it differently than you. But that's the thing about it. Like there's commonality in all religion and everything. Like, you know, I take the spiritual aspects. You know, there is a, you know, I don't think it's an actual human figure. Absolutely not. I believe that the universe as a whole is inherently good i believe that as long as you are in a path of righteousness you know you are like you, you reap what you sow you know karma i truly believe in karma i do believe if i do something you know shitty to someone i'm gonna get repercut like you deserve but it's deserved. the universe has to be balanced and the universe is fair so um not really on like a religious aspect but more of a spiritual because it's exactly how i look at everything in life from music to you know anything that i honestly want is you know Am I being truthful? Am I being honest? Am I being... Am I walking the path that's best for me? Um, I'm not gonna ever judge anybody. Like even when it comes to politics, like I'm pretty, you know, anarchist. I'm like whatever. I mean, like I understand very much. You know, I went to school for you know history and political science, so I'm very versed on it. I'm very uh, history is my favorite subject, so you know I'm very knowledgeable on it. I'm knowledgeable enough to the point where I see where everybody's coming from, and I think you know everybody has like. I take what I care about and throw away what doesn't serve me, you know? Um, But the biggest thing in spirituality is really just doing what feels correct to you, you know? Um, Trying to live by anybody else's standards, anybody else's perceptions in life, you're going to be miserable. You know, we all tried it. We've all done it where, you know, well, they think, I think, you know, this is better for me. Um, Well, they think this is better for me, but, you know, I feel like this is going to do this. I'm going to do this, you know, appease everyone else. And you're miserable doing it and you always come back to what you want to do in life. So it's one of those is like do inherently good and it's going to come back to you. Karma is real. Hell yeah. (laughs) What forms of spirituality did you grow up with? Ooh, that deep Southern Black Baptist. This deep all South, like all like uncles, grandparents, great grand, all reverends, and you know everything in the church, pastors. I don't know how many. I have a lot of PhDs in my family, and like half of them are in theology. So Mm -hmm. like big, huge religious um upbringing for sure. Mm -hmm. How did that? I mean, how did you
0: get to the Tao from there?
1: (laughs) Because. There are, my thing is, I, one, I can never blindly follow something that I, I I guess I would never blindly follow something, but I can never blindly follow something that I have too many unanswered questions to. I just, there are too many, you know, just contradictions you know for me within the bible and and it's not even the scripture itself because i can look at it as a story i'm like i can tell where you know Taoism, jesus okay jesus you know i believe everybody's god like because you can control your own destiny well as above so below you know hermetic principles tell us that so anything that i'm feeling is going to manifest into my life so i can see the spiritual side of you saying god and all this But the issue is that you put a face figure to it. Now you believe it's an actual being that you're serving as opposed to serving what's best for yourself, which is a God. Um, So my biggest thing is not even necessarily the scripture, though. It was the people that preach the scripture, the hypocrisy, the ignorance, the closed-mindedness, the, uh, you know, sitting in church for, you know, eight hours because, you know, Black Baptists love that, and then coming out within 10 minutes just talking shit about people in in the congregation. Like, didn't you just sit here and all this, yes, Jesus and all this crap, but you guys are the biggest heathens and modern-day Pharisees that I've ever seen in my life. Um, And then, like, as a kid, you know, getting in trouble for asking questions that can't be answered in the Bible as an adult, like, cool. I wasn't wrong on the path that I was on, but I wasn't conforming to your belief system. So I'm incorrect for being out of line or being out of order. Like anything that forces you to suppress your originality, I don't think is good for you. Um, so definitely, um, honestly, it was the people, uh, watching, you know, just, vile and people do it in the name of jesus you know and did this in the name of god and the, the name of Allah, like all of it like you have your extremists on all sides but unfortunately um as people who are individuals leave religion who are you left with within religion as opposed to those people you're trying to leave you know so i feel like the more original you become the you know the stereotype of the church becomes truer you know what is your definition of god God translates to Tao for me. and um, Tao is the way. And, you know, my lane is specific to me. Um, so God is, you are a God. I'm, I am a God figure. Like you are, to, everybody's a God figure. Not just, not everyone realizes they have the God power as well. Mm. What is free will? A free will is, you can honestly do whatever you want, but free will is not the freedom of repercussion. Like, I can go out there and kill somebody today, but cool doesn't mean I'm not going to get arrested and put on death row. Like, I have the free will to do what I want, but the universe can give you 10 times back what you do. Mm-hmm. So if I go out there and do a good deed, it's going to be multiplied by 10. If I go out there and do shit, it's going to be multiplied by 10. So that's, I mean, you can honestly do whatever you want in life, but are you willing to face the repercussions and the consequences of your actions? What do you think happens when we die? I don't think you ever die. Energy is never... Um... Or is it never destroyed or created, created or destroyed? So I believe our conscious mind goes, but our subconscious mind, like it's infinite. Like it it literally goes nowhere. So um, I believe that in every conscious life that you have, you go through tests and tests that you're going to like. It's not one that you can skip over, then come back to later. You're going to keep repeating the same test until you finally get the right answer, until you go against what you've always done and try a different way you're going to keep getting the same question so i think in your physical life you go through so many tests and you elevate so high so high whatever once you die and you reincarnate reincarnated or come back and whatever you know time and dimension that you show up in you start on where you ended in one life so if i started if i put in you know if i've earned 100 you know steps if i've passed 100 tests in one life In my next life, I'm not expecting to go back to step one because I've already passed those tests, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna start at step 100. What am I gonna do in that next lifetime? So I really think it's just, time is looped. Time is not linear. Mm -hmm. And it just cycles through like that for infinity. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) How do you determine what good behavior is? What's another synonym for good, I guess. Mm -hmm. I would say honorable behavior. Let's Mm -hmm. say like there's, what is good and bad behavior? Um, you have honorable and dishonorable behavior. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way to disenfranchise. If what my beliefs, if my belief systems or my actions impede on somebody else's happiness, then I'm doing something dishonorable. Um, If I stay in my lane. Yeah, if you need my help, I'm going to be a helpful human. I'm going to do what I can for you. But at the same like if i'm doing inherent i guess inherently good um that would be good but there is honorable and dishonorable acts you know um so yeah i mean are what is your heart's intentions you know if you're doing it in the the you know the attempt to deceive or hurt or do something to someone then you're probably doing bad shit you know if that's not your you you want to believe the best in everybody and you're going to put good out regardless of the shitty people then i guess that's you know doing the good thing a good thing you know yeah, yeah.
0: How do we reduce the division between people?
1: Conversations like this, man. You know, um, as we've seen in recent history, we got all tribes. we got, we've got whites, blacks, trans, gay. Everybody's tribed up and clicked up, you know? And everybody has their own opinions about everything. And we're just going to keep agreeing within our own same group that we're right about shit and fuck them, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out millennials. But uh, <laughs> man, that's, that's my generation. I love us, though. So. But the issue is that you don't have um, representation with people. like me. I am trans, I am black, and I am an alternative musician, you know? Um, So you, it starts with having people as spokesmen, like unofficial, whatever, but having those people that like, I do have specific missions. I am doing this intentionally. I didn't have anybody really to look up to when I was a kid. Chaz Bono, Cher's son. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. remember that. That was the first trans person I've ever heard of, you know, and even know what that was growing up. But I always knew, I was never comfortable in my own skin. I always knew that I was different, but I just didn't know until later. So, you know, I'm now 32. Um, I'm considered technically an OG when it comes, to you know, trans rights and, you know, actual, you know, representation and, you know, actual a spotlight on these issues. This has only happened within like the last five years, you know? So I was all pre that time. Um, but the issue is that, you don't have enough people that are like you said, we don't need genres anymore. Everything needs to be fluid. You don't have enough people that are fluid within more than one demographic. Yeah, I'm black, trans, and cool, but I grew up in Polynesian cultures. I my you know, father was stationed in San Diego. So I grew up eat luau pigs off of you know spit roast, polynesians hawaiians and you know go up to seattle it's predominantly white culture you know being in military i was i've been you know i've had you know uh thanksgiving with iraqi families that fled before you know the collapse of you know um, iraq before the war so you know i've been lucky enough to be able to you know meet different people from such different backgrounds of life that I've been able to hear different experiences and different points of views and different things like that. But also being who I am as just a living human out here, um, there's not enough people like me, you know, doing what I'm doing to be able to divide, uh, excuse me, get rid of that division. So the more that people are inspired to chase their dream and goal, you're going to have a platform. I'm starting to get a voice. People are starting to listen to the things that I'm saying. And I'm starting to become an influencer where people are like, you know what, I never thought of it like this. Or, you know, something like, you know, okay, that's a different perspective. I'm like, you know what, I'm typically, you know, you could have been, you know, I, a lot of ignorant, bigoted people have become my friends over the years, you know, just because your prejudice against a certain demographic doesn't necessarily hold true until you shake hands with somebody and just break bread with them, you know. So it needs to start with having those uncomfortable conversations like I'm one of those where. You know, even my people, you know, I got to play devil's advocate for cis people, um, trans people. You know, it's one of those things that, yeah, you know, you do feel like there's a mark on your back. Um, so it's hard to, you know, be open and comfortable with those conversations. I me, mean, I'm like, OK, cool. Uh, my Sifu, Bradley West out of Norman, um, he taught me eight years ago. He's like, just because of who you are, you need to learn how to defend yourself. So he sat there for years. I had a one-on-one like Daniel's son. I didn't go to a school. I had a specific Sifu who I was his only student. And he taught me to be a better version of himself as a martial artist. And he's been doing it for 15, 20 years on that. So you know, I feel like a lot of trans people live in stealth. You know, a lot of trans people just want to hide. Like, why are you hiding who you are? Be proud of who you are. Be proud. Stand up tall. This is who you want to live as. And you need to be this person, you know, um, that comes with the good and bad, you know. Uh, but the more that you know yourself, you can have those conversations. I don't get offended unless you're specifically Like, hey, Xander, fuck you. I don't get offended. Like, it's just like you may not realize you're being ignorant. That's when we have to have this open dialogue and conversation on, hey, you know, you know, typically, you know, it's addressed like this or X, Y, Z. I'm not gonna make someone feel bad for trying to learn, but at the same time, you don't know you're being ignorant until you have those conversations, until you can learn. So it all starts with inclusion, bro.
0: Yeah. Amazing.
1: <laughs> Just saying.
0: <laughs> Do you believe humans are
1: evil by nature? No. Because it goes back to, I believe the universe is inherently good. Mm. So, you know, out of the trillions of sperms, we're the ones that made it. I, you know, just had this thought the other day. We're for the ones that are here because we can change the outcourse of mankind. You know, every person that has been born. Um, I feel like going back to free will. I feel like people's experiences um, shape who they are. Um, I feel like at a certain point, people either circum like, well, this happened to me. So fuck it, I'm going to be a bastard. Or you're going to have people, you know, that have been abusive, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to overcome in spite of this. So it really comes down to what side of the token do you want to be on? Uh, is this the same spectrum, but just this a different side? Uh, so I don't think people are born bad. No, absolutely not. I feel like life experiences make them feel that they don't have another way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: What do you think humanity is heading towards in the future?
1: We're going to Mars. <laughs> Mankind is going to Mars. Oh, um, gosh. I mean, I actually think in a weird way, like, yeah, it's craziness going on in the world. But at the same time, you can't heal what's not exposed. So everything's being exposed right now. All of it. We're exposing everything. Cool. This is messed up. This has been fucked up for years. We're exposing everything right now because how can you heal? Think about the millennials and Gen Z. This is a woke generation. Like, I know people say woke, but woke is realizing that, this is not the way. Woke realizes that we can still do better. Woke is realizing that, hey, things are messed up and I have a voice to change it and actually making that change. Um, So I feel like with these newer generations, mankind is going on the right path. Um, like, it, but you, you have to, you have to let old ideas, like again, evolution, old ideals are going to eventually die out with the people that have those stupid ideas and they're not keeping on. You see people walking away from their ignorant, bigoted, racist families. You see people taking a stance, you see people starting to actively and vocally become allies now. So you're like, well, this is unacceptable. And no, this is like that going back to, you know, what is good and what is bad. You have people that are ignorant, don't know how to change. And you have those that see the ignorance, you know? Um, but I feel like people are starting to realize there's self-worth and that, you know, we need a band together. And it's really, you see the division, it's really an age group. Like I would say I'm an, I mean, I was born in November of 89, so I'm definitely an older millennial, but I would say 30, you know, 32 down to, you know, you know, these teenagers. I feel like out of history, we are the two generations that have been most like willing and like you know we work together it's not all so you know gen x millennial or boomers and you have you know the greatest generation the Lost. nobody cares about that like yeah it's just an age thing but we're all kind of you know steering towards the same thought f- pattern um that's we want to make the world a better place you know
0: mm-hmm. what makes you optimistic about our future
1: it's all about manifestation, bro. Like, if I think the world is gonna be doomed, then in my dimension it is gonna be doomed, and like hellstorm and all this. Like, it's honestly like in my world, I see that good Trump's evil every single time. Um, the universe is gonna if it's a lot. Even you, you see with natural disasters. This is all happening because Mother Earth needs to recorrect and recalibrate herself again. Stock markets, we see crypto crashing, it's just recalibrating and it's going to shoot right back up. Um, so everything kind of has that recalibrating, you know, moment. Um, but it's, it's evolution, you know, it's it, it, the strongest will survive and good will always out-trump evil, you know. Cool.
0: <laughs> what makes you content?
1: I don't ever like being content (laughs) uh, to be honest um my guilty pleasures I would say um I like to game I got the video game a little bit um I don't know man I'm all about the music like I like that's how I honestly that's how I'm content is like kind of when I'm in my my element like when I'm physically I wouldn't say like writing or working on marketing that's more like oh this is the business side but it needs to be done but like actually getting in there and like Oh my God, this is a chord that I really like. Like, I wanna build something. I feel like that's when I'm content, when I feel like I'm actually making forward progress in my craft, you know? Um, but that's honestly what brings me peace. But like, we love the bench, Josh, you know? We, 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 you know, me and my girl, we definitely, um, uh, we have our shows, Ozarks, on right now. You know, we have our few things that we like to do. We like to go out. We like to just go down to, you know, the um, the the uh, art district and the Paseo. You know, there's some cool graffiti art down in that area. Just go out there at times. Just get in nature. Just kind of just step away from technology. Uh, Train together. Stuff like that. You know, I don't like going out clubbing, really. I don't like doing any of that. It's not benefiting me in any way um, as a person. I used to. I got all that out the back in the day. But... I'm definitely, whenever I'm just doing stuff that makes me feel at peace, um, I'm good, you know? Yeah. When will you be satisfied? I feel like there's there's going to be a point where, like, I would say, honestly, I, I maybe honestly have 20 years left in music, like, oh, 20 years, but, like, it's a relatively short amount of time, you know? Um, But I feel like once I... There's a legacy, you know? I'm chasing a legacy, and it's not even you know, whatever awards are going to come, all that stuff's going to come. I'm going to get like all that, you know, but like realizing that a Grammy can be bought, billboard placement can be bought, you know, that stuff doesn't mean anything. I'm like, how many people can I influence to change the world? You know, if I've had young trans kids all over the world message me, bro, I love your music. Like, thank you for doing this. Like, oh my gosh, I get those messages already, bro. Um, and I'm just at the beginning of everything that I'm doing. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I have an internal story that I'm telling. I'm still trying to find out that story, but I feel like I'm going to know when it's time to like pivot, like, okay, I'm done more of the music side, but look at Mr. Carter, you know, he became a mogul after that. Like, this is not the end of it. This is just what I want to do for the next 20 years. And then I'm going to shift into something else. But, um, my story doesn't end until I die, bro. And as long as I'm alive, I'm still writing, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What advice do you have for people in general? Honestly, like it's stop worrying about what others are doing. Get off social media every now and again, like for reals, like it's literally designed to keep you distracted so you're not chasing your dreams. It's it's a fucked up algorithm and knowing how to use it correctly can be a a, a good thing. But stop getting like get off your like get off of Facebook. Like it's like get off. Stop arguing with people that you're never going to meet, never going to know. Um, and just go do something that makes you happy. Like, what have you been avoiding? What are things like, oh, I wish I could do this. Like, just go live your life. Go find out who you are. Most people don't know who they are because they don't ever really look for who they are. What do you want to do? Um, have you always, you know, wanted to be a filmmaker, but everybody discouraged you? Go, just go out and shoot a little movie. Go see what it makes you like. Does it make you feel something that nothing else in life is making you feel like? Just go find yourself and get off the freaking internet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) how did your time in the military affect your spiritual views
1: i don't really think it did to be honest um i mean because it's really it's such a different world like it's uh it's routine 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 and definitely some of that still stuck with me like i'm like i need a certain routine in my life so i can function um i think honestly the most that i got out of the military was discipline um there's a saying that they that we used to say and it's called embrace the suck so like this is the worst situation i've been out where i've been drenched on had to sleep out in the fields you know digging tools and holes in the ground to use the bathroom like living like a bear out there um i've done you know have had a walk you know 16k ruck march you know with a crazy amount of weight on your back so that's what over what 10 12 miles right there um uh, and we did like it just i hate my life so much you know but got to do it anyways you know embracing the suck you got to push through these adversities because on the other side look you're graduating now you you know you're a soldier so spirituality it wasn't like there's a chaplain they definitely gave time on Sundays you know to uh if you're religious you can go to church you know kind of a chiller day where you didn't have to wake up till seven which was nice um but uh no um I feel like people specifically find spirituality more um I feel like People are away from home a lot. And, you know, a lot of times like we're younger, you know, I was just turned 21, I think, when I joined. So, you know, first time really like away, away from home um, and people, I guess, find comfort in reading the Bible, you know, people going off to war, stuff like that um they do want to find you know a higher power that you know believes that they're looking over them i guess in that sense or you know have belief that hey you know i'm protected where i go um i I guess i could have seen that more Uh, than the actual military itself i think the military experience more um pushes spirituality for people for Mm -hmm. sure how did it change just your view of the world man i realized that uh a lot of people don't have direction you know um and I don't know, it, it showed me that you are capable of a lot more than you realize uh, physically, emotionally, because it is like you show the videos of Drillstar and a Shark attacking you. The first, Yes, that is real. That shit is real. Um, and it's terrifying, you're never in a stressful situation like this before, like, but again, you have to be uncomfortable, you have to face some sort of adversity to be able to be a stronger person. So I feel like people are so scared to like do something that's different, it makes them uncomfortable, like you stepping outside of your element to just see what could possibly be out there you know people love living in this little box that they made for themselves but unfortunately you can't really expand within you know that little that little you know realm that you've put yourself in but it just shows that people um people don't realize what they're capable of mm-hmm. you know i didn't realize what i was capable of before boot. like you had to repel off a 100 plus foot wall and doing all this crazy stuff i'm like oh my god i have a fear of heights all this but I, I decided to do it anyway i still did it anyway mm-hmm. so you can have the fear but you still shouldn't stop you from trying something different now i have that slur. Cool. i've done that i've you know i've done these cool things um that no one honestly most people never get to experience um so um uh, it's just a lack of uh but it, it could also be an ignorance to not realize that they just don't realize it i guess i don't know
2: mm.
1: they just don't know they don't know sure yeah what has being trans taught you about the world hmm being trans taught you about the world well honestly the biggest thing is that i am a person a poster child for there are no excuses
2: mm-hmm.
1: that you no know, what excuse can you honestly tell me on why you're not chasing your dream what what, what can you tell me and i'm like honestly what can someone tell me um that what adversity can you overcome uh mine some you know some people, I'm not going to say they're lucky, but they have the benefit of, you know, things that they struggle with kind of being, you know, behind scenes. I mean, I'm black trans every day of my life. Um, so, like, what excuses? Um, what excuse do you have to not chase your dream? Like, you can come up with a thousand of them, but they're never going to be good excuses. Um, so it's definitely showed me that. It showed me that people's... Um, people's opinions can be changed. I don't know how many people that, you know, I've really, it's not like, yeah, you know, science and blah, 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 biology being trans, but it's just like, there's more to it than just that side of it. It's uh, it's being comfortable in your own skin. It's realizing that even within this community, you know, there's still, Uh, prejudice and there's still like just because you know i'm black and trans you know being a white trans man is still better than being a black trans so you have to remember totem pole wise i'm not very high on anything and i'm a musician what no you know (laughs) so totem pole wise on this you know hierarchy that you know whoever put in place whenever um i shouldn't be able to do what i'm doing right now i should not have be having the opportunities that are you know um, coming, you know, coming for me and are ahead of me. Like my future is absolutely freaking bright. Um, So that shows you that uh, hard work beats, you know, anything wishful thinking. There's no such thing as, there's no such thing as luck. It's something that you have done in your past that your karma points have let you experience this moment in life. I do not believe in luck at all. Um, But it shows you that hard work trumps all. It shows you that if you are in your living your truth and then people are going to accept you regardless i'm 100 living my truth every single day Uh, i'm not ashamed of who i am Uh, cool if you got issues i'm like bro remember like i i have uh two black belts and a brown sash like if you really have an issue with it like i know how to defend myself i'm not walking around scared in life i'm not i'm definitely a firm believer you know any you know minority group to learn some sort of self-defense because there's going to always be some sort of, retar- there's always going to be some ignorant asshole out there that just hates you for existing, you know? Um, and I've learned that, you know, my, my, I don't have to validate my existence to anybody, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm comfortable having these conversations, but just cause someone's trans, they don't have to explain themselves to you. They don't have to, they, that, that, that's their right to not sit there and have those conversations. Me, I'm choosing to, so cool. Let's, you know, talk away about it. But at the same time, you know, I could start hormones and not start hormones. It doesn't validate me as a man one way or another, you know, um, top surgery, not like it. And those are kind of things within the community that, you know, um, hey, you know, somebody's more passing. You know, I have my beard and everything. I'm a passing trans man. There's some guys that haven't started hormone that still have softer features that still, you know, um, that still go through that. You know, oh, my God, I don't want to be misgendered, all these things, X, Y and Z. Um, but what I realized again, even before I started hormones, I was very suddenly misgendered, you know, I had more of an androgynous look anyways. Um, but if you're living your truth and not like, Oh my God, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm walking around like I'm a man. Like people are going to see that you're trying to perpetrate something. You're, you're, you're over-exaggerating, you're over-compensating something. I just do me like, and I've always, you know, before, like not at all ever since I've started hormones and before maybe like 90, I would say 97, 98% of the time I was never misgendered so um that's more for my like queer my queer individuals um stop worrying about what other people think who cares and and okay now what like that's all you just wanted to tell me your opinion your unsolicited opinion i don't give a fuck like i don't care like i really like oh my god i can't over exaggerate how much i don't care about unsolicited opinions about something you don't know i can beat you logically i can beat you physically i can be like i can like i win like i don't me just glowing up and keep shining is is a checkmate on everything i don't have to engage in this bullshit i'm just gonna keep doing me and i'm gonna keep on glowing hell
0: yeah so what you gotta do bro <laughs> lastly potentially most importantly
1: cake or pie cake cake damn quick man i am not a pie person cake <laughs> what is best cake um my favorite cake is yellow cake with chocolate frosting i'm i'm a basic bitch when it comes to that not the first so. time i've
0: heard that one mm-hmm. i'm
1: telling you it's just something I, I think it's nostalgia probably like i had it all the time growing up as a kid i'm like it's it's just the perfect balance of yellow cake and chocolate frosting yeah, yeah. thank you betty crocker <laughs> yeah thank you betty Sue. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for doing this with me where can people find you and your stuff? Oh, for sure, man. Thank you for having me. Xantheartist.com. Um, that's X-A-N, the artist, all one word. Um, I, everything on social. I'm the first and the only Zanda artist out there. So artist, um, you can find me. I got some new music dropping. Been working on a few songs uh, since last year. So definitely just want to get final touches. I'm going to be dropping uh, some some new music here, but definitely check out my catalog. I think you're all going to like it. And I appreciate you for having me on the show, man. I appreciate yeah, you, Santiago. Of appreciate course. You, bro. Yeah, no. Thank you,
0: like, for real. Just, I mean, I hit you up, like, not even that long ago. I was like, no, oh, yeah, let's meet up in person. right? Bro, like, so like yeah.
1: Seriously, <laughs> you're not serious. I'm serious about this, you know, right? People like, you got you, you to make the moves if you want the moves to happen, right? Hell yeah. Heck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Once again, I'm Santiago Ramones. Zan the Artist. And
0: now here's Habsburg Lip, originally by Everything Everything, as covered by Zan the Artist.
2: Fuck your brother on the helipad If he said he's not a deadbeat dad I told you I'm a highwayman But your money isn't worth a damn I'm coming in Cleveland too You're coming up steam right through What happens to the jean pool now? Keep talking but it won't come out Still learning how to walk, how to speak Still learning how to use your pick Still working on Maggie's farm Still working on the road No, God, no, that's us. give me, baby, with your abs. Your lip, yeah. make me nervous. No, God, no, that's No, making it easy now. No, making excuses now. No matter who's going. Bus. They're making examples of us. Fuck your brother hell it better. If he said he's not a dead, dead. I do drive my highway, man. But your money isn't worth a damn. I'm coming in Cleveland, too. You're coming up steam right through. What happens to the G pool now? Keep talking, but it won't come out. To learn how to walk, out to speak. To learn how to use your beat. To work Maggie's Fun. To work the robot on. I'm checking your name on my list. I'm checking your name. Hey, mama.
0: find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. The music you're hearing now is music I made. You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places. Or you can buy it on Bandcamp because a single purchase is the monetary equivalent of streaming it all day every day for about a week. I'm working on an album, so if you'd like to hear that at some point, you can buy my music, or you can support me on Patreon. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to all my things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. If you like the podcast, leave comments on social media, leave reviews saying how much you like the podcast, and tell your friends about it. I want to help the world have deeper conversations. So thank you for listening to and supporting BitDev. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.